Hello and welcome to Glitch Cube, we're a gaming podcast, and each week we take a deeper look into the art of video games. As always, I'm Christian. I'm Chris. And welcome back, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us in another fun and exciting episode. We have one that's it's kind of interesting. Like Chris mentioned uh, before we start recording, that this is a really good continuation of previous episodes that we've done in the past. Uh, ones that really, you know, fell near and dear to our own hearts and ones that became more and more important to us as we started doing more research on it and recording it. And I mean, actually, it blew up in my mind even more as we were recording those episodes. And like those ones that we're talking about are uh, social xenophobia and the metaverse episodes. So today we're going to be diving into the world of VR chat or the various VR gathering rooms or just places where people do get together in virtual reality, which at first, you know, I, for me at least, I'm kind of on the fence with this. I, I get it. I totally understand what the, what's behind it. I just feel like, I mean, there's some weird stuff to it, but that is the real world, right? Like, how can you, I be, I don't know, I feel weird about it still and maybe by the end of this i'll have a better understanding myself too which i think will be a good thing right but we're just gonna have a conversation here about vr chat what is there what's available currently what might be on the horizon how can it benefit people or how can it be harmful in a way if it is unchecked uh you know forever but once again it is just a mirror copy of what's on our streets now you know, like you can go to a toy store and then across the street go to a strip club. Well, what's the difference than, you know, doing something fun in VR, playing a game with your buddies and then going and getting a lap dance from a virtual reality anime girl, right? I guess that's the same concept. There, At least right? you won't catch anything. That's true. There you go, right? That you know what? I'll I'll tick I'll add a you know a, a positive tick <laughs> to the VR chat room hmm. there. You won't get an STD. It's still weird, but <laughs> makes it worth it already. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's probably a fifty-year-old fat man <laughs> posing as an anime girl giving you lap dance. But you know, whatever. That's a whole another strange issue there. But it's it is kind of funny that I feel so kind of on the fence about VR chat when I was you know a bit when AOL was around I was all over chat rooms just because I wanted someone to talk to it wasn't like looking for skeevy things or awkward I was just having conversations with random people because I felt like I couldn't genuinely be myself with my core group of friends right mm-hmm. like in high school I was hanging out with the jocks the wrestlers and I loved you know painting i loved writing poetry i was obsessed with D, but i never got the courage to you know ask people about it and i always wanted to hang out with the goth kids because they always i would hear what they were doing and i'm like ah oh, that's cool like i want to do that but i was the captain of the wrestling team i had to i felt like i kind of had to uphold that weird image which was stupid looking at it in hindsight right and it's Maybe if VR was a thing for me in high school, I would have had a different place to be myself. And Mm -hmm. maybe some of those like awkward stigmas that I felt in high school are still with me that I just didn't really realize. And that might be why I'm kind of feeling a little weird about the idea of VR chat. Now, I have seen some stuff that really has blown me away that I feel like is amazing 
and needs to be praised and it's a great way a great resource to be used and then i've seen stuff where i'm like that's weird but okay <laughs> you know to each their own i guess and can't you know judge people too hard on their what they enjoy but it i don't know i'm still like it, it i'm having a hard time having the goods outweigh the i wouldn't say bads necessarily i would say the awkwards <laughs> for me like the good outweighing the awkward in my mind but maybe i'm just not progressive enough who knows but anyway I know that you have some good information on VR chat and maybe you have a different mindset about it than I do. Maybe you can help me and help some of our audience that might be on the fence like me, uh, maybe like come around to this. And what's, what's the, what's the draw? What's the catch? What is so exciting about it? Well, for me, a big, like these kind of games have always been, something i've enjoyed i wouldn't say like i spend like hundreds of thousands of hours in them like i actually have a few friends that i've known from the early internet days that still play these kind of games um but for me my first experience goes all the way back before high school with these kind of games um and social hangout games were always like cool because i didn't know anybody in like real life you know when i moved to california i didn't know anybody my freshman year you know so for me trying to make friends was difficult but i already like talked to people online like i was on the internet very early in my life you know before 10 years old i was already like in chat rooms and shit of course pretending i'm older you know but the internet was also different back then and like for me, I remember some of the early hangout days or hangout games was like Habo Hotel, which was <sighs> cringy now looking at it, you know, but it, it, it was a thing, right? Everyone kind of just got together, made your own avatar, had your own little hotel room. Now, I never spent any money on it, so I never got to do any of the cool stuff. But, you know, this also kind of brings up the aspect of the two different kind of social hangout games, right? There's the kind that the company will sell you all the items and you can build your own little room or your area and everyone can come visit. And then there's games that are practically just upload whatever the hell you want. It's just a wild west, like mm -hmm. VR chat or, you know, some other ones. Uh, MMOs were another one, which were more controlled. But, you know, for me, like I just... I always felt better talking to people online. I had really bad social anxiety and I was very awkward for a long time because I was homeschooled for so long. And even though I went to like community outings with other kids my age, because my mom didn't want me to feel totally isolated it just never really worked out because a lot of kids just at the time weren't really interested in things that I liked. The only thing that I really had in common with kids my age at that point was like Pokemon, Toonami, and that was it. Hell yeah, Toonami. You know, yeah. like that was like the only thing I could talk Like Even games, it was like half the kids I talked to didn't play games. And I'm like, well, this sucks. That's like all I like to do. Mm. So when I became older and these kind of like hangout games existed it's like you don't 
even though it has all walks of life in it, it you can pick the people you want to be around. You know, like I think my first taste of a game that kind of had all kind of uh, an open sense of creativity was Gary's Mod, mm. where people can kind of create their own scenarios and you could just hang out and do stupid things. I loved that. And I wanted more like that, but it was just hard to find. No one really did anything else like that. And if they did, it it didn't have enough people to really be good. You know, you think about some of the more established social hangout titles like Minecraft or Roblox or even Fortnite to an extent, you know, with now people can like they can create like um, modes where you can just hang out and talk or RP. And it's, I mean, it's cool. It's awesome that people can do that nowadays. And it, there's a lot of good sides and bad sides with this. And I'll get into this with the VR chat as well. Um, but when it comes to allowing everybody to play the game, there's also, you know, a lot of like moderation problems Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Nowadays, there's quite a few to go to, right? Um, now, VRChat's only PC or, um, you know, it's not just VR. Like, you can go on there with um, keyboard and mouse and just kind of treat it like a regular game. You just can't do a lot of the the motions. Because if you have, like, a full bodysuit or, like, full tracking, like, you can do a lot in that game. Like, a lot. Right. But, of course, that's a lot of money. And it sucks because, I mean, experiencing VR like that is, like, amazing. Uh, Granted, I don't have that. I only have VR for the PlayStation, which, you know, doesn't really work too well on the PC. There's loops that you can go to for it, but it's not native, really. So it's not like a crystal clear, perfect, like, operation. Like, it won't run perfectly. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I would love to experience that, you know, like a full VR setup and do this. Um, For PlayStation people, you know, PlayStation Home was a big kind of social hangout experiment. And I think, honestly, like a lot of people crap talk that game, if you want to call it a game, but it was cool. You know, you're able to hang out with people, you're able to play games. And nowadays, you don't really find too many of those kind of games on a console. It's always been more PC centered, which is weird to me. Like I know um, someone was actually trying to get me to play rec room, which is another social hub game that a lot of people kind of compare to VR chat. The only thing is you can't really customize your avatar as much as you can in VR chat. And it's more about playing games with other people than just like, social hangouts uh which kind of reminds me also of towers unite which i actually played quite a bit of at one point uh and i really like that too but also that's more playing mini games with people and kind of hanging out with them there vr chat's different in that it gives you all the freedom literally you know there's no moderation Uh, The moderation is centered on you. You can mute somebody. You can, you know, 
I think you can avoid their avatar from being even around you. Like you can, you create your moderation to an extent. Mm-hmm. And just like with any other social thing, as long as you're not really going into open channels or open servers, you're not going to experience the typical gamers, right? right? People drop into gamer words, you know, the racist slurs and all that. Like, yeah, it's a, it, it happens in those open servers, just like any other damn game. People are just going to be racist. They're going to be bigots. It sucks. It's shitty that people do that, but, you know, 10-year-olds find a way to think they're funny, and that regretfully happens. And in those open servers, it does happen. But a lot of people that are really into these kind of games stick more to private servers, and that's where, or private worlds, and that's really where the game shines. It's really different. Um, there are so many things like I can talk about, but I'm going to let you talk a little bit too in case you have questions. But the one thing that I really like about VR chat is that you can put anything in it. There's no copyright problem. So you can put any kind of IP, any brand in it, just throw it in there. It's cool. You know, like to me, when I think of like user created worlds, it just be anything, hmm. you know, slap it all in there. You don't have to worry about, Oh, the, this big company is going to strike me down for wanting to be Sonic, you know, like it, mm-hmm. It's cool that you can kind of do what you want. And to an extent, VRChat's kind of a playground for identity. You know, it's when someone goes into that game, I bet you 98% of the people in there are not playing themselves. Yeah. They're playing what they think they look like or what they want to look like or want to be. And that's kind of special because we can't really do that in real life without being judged to an extent. Right. That makes sense. I, I actually find it really interesting that you brought up MMOs. So when I initially think about this, and I might not be alone in this thought process, but when I think about virtual hangouts, I never thought about MMOs in that way. As a, you know, because I always look at them as like, you have a quest, you have things, right? Like, I think like your typical like World of Warcrafts, right? But then I start remembering certain little stories and things like even that I've run into in my life. Like my aunt met her second husband on World of Warcraft, you know? And mm-hmm. in my mind, like I always think that's really funny, but like I never put those two together. So that is really interesting. And the fact that you did keep saying game, right? And I think that's another thing that we have to remember is that this still is a game regardless of the fact right it, it still is that so i don't know it, it does it does kind of open my eyes a little bit more to that aspect which is is really interesting i think it just hmm it's it's still kind of like tough to me to fully wrap my mind around it but after hearing you talk about it it does make a lot more sense right and I do really appreciate the fact that that what you said at the end there is like people are more than likely not going to be playing themselves. They're going to be playing a, you know, they're basically going to be playing a personification of what they would like to be or how they would like to view themselves, right? And what's the difference between that and playing Dungeons and Dragons, right? And playing a different co- character altogether, right? Like you have the nerdy guy playing a barbarian. Well, it's like, no, right? You're 
you're not strong, but you can be in this fantasy world, in this world. Like you can actually be who you see yourself as. And I think that is such a powerful tool because like in Dungeons and Dragons, a lot of people found their self, they found their sexuality, they found like just who they are as a human being or how they want to act in public through games like that, through experiences like that, where they're allowed to step out of their shoes and be someone different for a little while. And maybe that's exactly what VR chat and these like virtual chat rooms are doing. They're giving people that ability to now step out of their shoes, to step out of their comfort zone and be something else, which I think is very powerful. It's a very powerful tool to have that a lot of people, especially nowadays, you know, like a lot of kids are confused, you know, like there's so much going on in this world and they're sponges, man, like they latch onto all of that. So how are they supposed to know if they should label themselves as this or that, whatever, you know, like in America, we love putting labels on things and people and all this crap when you can just be you, right? Like, so they're going to be confused as hell, but like rooms like this or like games like this allow them to fully explore that avenue to go down that rabbit hole and see if that is something for them in somewhat of a safe space, right? Because technically they're not in there. They're not the ones being, you know, in the situation personally, they can step out, they can put up a barrier between their true selves and, you know, the people they're interacting with by pretending to be something else. But it's still them, right? There's that whole like, you know, nugget of truth in every lie kind of deal. Like you're still you representing you, but you can be someone else at the same time. So that is a very interesting idea. And I I think using it in that aspect is very powerful and a very different way of looking at things. I, I do really appreciate that. Now, like I do teach quite a few virtual classes and we do make it a point to, you know, have a in-person meetup. And I have found that those in-person meetups are so amazing to see, which I think is such a crazy thing to happen where these kids have been talking to each other for two months. And a lot of them do have social anxiety or autism or some other disability that, you know, in a normal situation, if they just go to a playground, they're going to be nervous as hell to play with these kids. They're not going to approach them. They're going to be shy. It's going to take them a while to open up. And it's going to be hard to find those that are like-minded like you, right? And it's the situations that we grew up in, right? Like we just got thrown in to schools and or playgrounds or whatever, like play like situations where it's like, I don't know this person, right? But Whenever I see those virtual kids come together, it's magic. They are like best friends right off the bat. Conversations, like they've never seen each other. We don't do video chat. We just do voice chat because it's easier for the kids, you know, and some of the parents don't want their video. or Like they're afraid of the kid being recorded, which I totally understand, right? So like even through just voice, these kids have come, like, come together as if they were best friends forever. And there is no delay in the like time of seeing each other, hearing each other's voice and just being right in in it, right? Like it, it is a really magical experience that I appreciate. And I'm wondering if that experience would still be the same if they started out, you know, physically meeting each other. Or was it that virtual space that gave them that comfort zone, that security blanket that if they 
don't feel like talking to someone, they can mute their mic, right? If they're feeling overwhelmed by noises or any other stimuli that's going on, they can just put the chat on mute, right? Like they can step away from the situation safely without being judged. Whereas in a social situation where it's real life, like if you're getting overstimulated by something or like someone is saying way too much and you don't want to talk to them anymore, it's really rude to just walk away, right? Like you have to Mm -hmm. find those strategic ways of ending a conversation or, you know, making eye contact with a friend on the other side of the room that you do get along with and kind of giving them the like, hey, save me eyes, you know, like I need to get the hell out of here. Ask me a question, you know? So it is kind of a weird situation where I don't think that their bonds would be as strong without that virtual space first, especially with all the social anxieties that most of these children have. So that part I'm all for. I love that. I I think it's amazing what it is able to create there. But at the same time, there's no substitute for that physical meeting where they actually get to see another human being in real life that you know, shares these interests that you, you're not alone in this world, right? Because I, I can still feel that in that virtual space, despite being able to talk to people who share common ground with you, that when you log off, you might still feel alone. Whereas like these kids met each other, right? Like they know, oh, cool. Like, this kid's awesome, right? Like, and we we get along really well. Like, there's actually someone physically in the world that I've met, I could put a face to their voice that I get along with. Like, I have a buddy, right? I I think there's something very different. And that's where I, I still am, like, I love what the virtual space has done, especially for these kiddos. But at the same time, I, like I said, there's no substitute for the real thing. So that's where I'm like, I I'm still kind of, is it a combination of the two that is like the perfect world, right? Or is virtual chat, like meetups, what is, you know, the glue behind it, if so to speak? Is that that like magic, you know, spice that's being thrown on that is making this happiness or this amazing moment like possible, right? I, that's where I'm still kind of like, I, I don't know. I don't know if there's like a right answer to that. So um, that's where... It is really interesting to see. To me, it's like, you know, you could argue that Zoom is a digital hangout space. You know, I mean, not in the game sense, but, you know, not being in person. And I was thinking, like, I think it it really depends, you know, how meaningful it is when you, like, are in person and digitally. I think when you've known people digitally your the whole time and then you meet them in person, it's it's a very interesting experience. It's very different, you know. Um but for me it's like I think something that I like about these digital worlds to an extent is just being able to be something you're not. Mm-hmm. Um, something that VR chat has going for itself that a lot of these others don't is that you know you can make your avatar any way you want. You know, I mean, granted the anime influence is heavy on it just because in the early days of VR chat, uh, this one 
I think it's the thing that a lot of people use to make like VTuber uh, mm. character models and stuff. I will say that it does look the best too, in my yeah. opinion. Like the when you get like a real like polished 3D model in there, like it looks kind of goofy in VR chat for some reason. But the anime chats, mm-hmm. like the cell shaded style, like does fit aesthetically. So yeah. I mean that could be to the fact that that's what the original intent was for, right? But I don't know. It a lot of people that were around this program, I think it was like Miku Miku or something like that. It, it made like 3D anime models. When they found out that they could implement those models into VR chat, they all flooded to it because they wanted to try it out. You know, it was a 3D space and you could try out your models. Why not? Yeah. And now everybody wants to do it, you know, and it's it's cool because, I mean, as someone like me who's not totally comfortable in my own skin, it's cool being able to be something I'm not, you know. I mean, most games I play, I mean, I I switch it up, mm. you know. I'm not always a dude. I'll play as a female, you know. it's Is there a reason why I'll pick female? Not really. It's just I feel like I... Oh, there's a lot of reasons, but it's... To me, I look at the female characters, like, you know, they're given variety. They're given expression. Whereas, like, male characters, they're almost always boring they're always you can tell attention is not paid on to them i would say 90 percent of video game male characters are just arrogant assholes <laughs> yeah yeah and it's like i don't want to be like that and i mean for me a lot of time when it comes to this kind of stuff i don't I'm not out here being like, oh, man, I feel like a manly man, you know, or I'm like, oh, I'm feeling like more on feminine side. Like for me, I've always been like in the middle, you know, I've never felt comfortable in masculinity. I've never felt comfortable in femininity. So it's like for me, that absence of either has always been more comfortable. And if I can portray that self in a digital spectrum, it just feels more real Hmm. you know more in that androgynous kind of way like lack of a gender i guess but a lot of these other social spaces don't allow you that freedom of being what you feel like you are or what you want to be perceived as you know there's a lot of talk with the social hangout killer for all of it you know you look at horizon worlds right meta's facebook stupid mm, yeah. metaverse thing i mean he just hired like ten thousand, or he's hired over like twenty thousand people for just like one or two departments about it like all this money is going into this because zuckerberg thinks that you know virtual reality and a and augmented reality at some point soon are going to be able to be merged and that we'll be able to browse the internet in a virtual setting like that Hmm. and and for a minute it sounds cool but then you have to think about it we're not going to have ad blockers while we're walking around this metaverse you know like we're walking down the street we're going to get 50 ads shot at us like it's it's an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. 
it's just corporate greed, you know, and you have to think about the thing with Horizon Worlds is that it's going to be investor friendly, Mm -hmm. right? That means they're not going to have copyright infringement. You're going to have less freedom to express yourself. There's going to be more censorship, moderation. It's it's not going to allow people to be themselves to an extent. Like, well, I guess it's kind of a lie because you have to think a lot of people on Facebook, they'll just be themselves. Right. You know, because they're like, oh, it's a 3D world. Let's all hang out. And that's cool, you know. But for the people that don't feel comfortable being themselves in the real world, it's going to be tough for them because they're kind of stuck in that shell that they hold in the real world. That's true. And, because it's a metaverse linked to Facebook, like anyone's you know, going to be able to find the real you, right? There is no mm-hmm. anonymity behind it, which is the draw from these VR chat rooms themselves, right? That's what's making them so popular is that people can freely express themselves. Whereas with this metaverse, like, Zuckerberg, like, okay, yeah, he has an interesting idea as far as this is the future, but it's not the future with Facebook, I don't think, right? Like, it, the VR chat rooms need that sense of animity. They don't need to be connected mm-hmm. to your everyday life because that's exactly, they're being used as escapism. They're being used to escape from their day to day, right? To not be constantly reminded of that thing that's been daunting them all day. Like, actually, the the documentary that I watched on uh, the VR chat rooms that kind of sparked me questioning this idea at the beginning uh, was really interesting because everybody they interviewed had such sad stories as to why they got into VR chat, but it just makes sense, right? A lot of them were either alcoholic, severely depressed, had massive death in the family where they just didn't know where to turn to and going into a world and escaping into a spot where your problems don't, I guess, what, what's the word? They, they don't define you, right? Like you're, you don't go out into public and everyone knows or in your social circle, everyone knows that you're having a rough time or your parents just passed away or whatever it may be, right? Like you get to go to a world where people are genuinely going there to be happy. So they're creating Mm -hmm. a happy space, right? Like people aren't going there to be dickheads. Well, some might be like trolley stuff, you know, but like people aren't being there, going there to be like angry, right? They're not going there to be reminded of their depression. They're going there to get away from it for a minute to take a break from the shit that they have to deal with on a day-to-day basis. So that is the like the ultimate draw in my mind that I think is pretty fascinating. Now, like some other things that I, I kind of want to like go down this little tangent here that is pretty interesting to me that I found that I never thought of, but it does make sense, right? Like I should have kind of put two and two together, but it one of the big groups in VR chat specifically is Helping Hands. And Helping Hands mm. is a sign language group. Uh, where they actually teach sign language in VR. So like you can actually, you know, articulate each finger in VR if you have the controllers and stuff like that. So you can actually have full conversations in sign language, which I think is amazing. And it's it's giving a resource to people who might not actually be able to go out and find that resource on their own or have the ability to travel at all, right? Like maybe they have some sort of, you know, mobility disease or they can't get around. And this is another way of either A, socializing or B, learning how to be social, 
right? Like they can actually take those things and take them into the real world. They're learning a real world skill that is going to benefit them greatly in their lives. So, and it's just another great way of like, you know, uh, I guess we're like deaf people to come together and have a place to hang out and, you know, do something together, which I think is great, right? Like that, I can't imagine how difficult it must be to feel a good connection or have like a steady conversation with somebody when you can't hear what they're saying, right? Or like if, mm-hmm. if they can't speak si- or they can't use sign language or whatever it may be, right? Like it, that must be really tough. Like I, I did work with somebody who was deaf and every day I was just like, man, I really wish I knew sign language because I, I felt like I was doing him a disservice, right? And not being able to have a strong, meaningful conversation. Like we had good conversations, but I, I never felt like we were having like a meaningful conversation that might mean something for him, right? Like on a deeper level. So, it, and this guy is amazing. You worked with him as well, right? Like, I don't know if mm-hmm. he still works there, but like, dude's amazing. He has the biggest heart in the world. But I always wanted to be able to like connect further with him because he he has such great interest. He's super funny, you know, like he's always a jokester, but I wanted to have those conversations with him and I, I missed that opportunity. So like having a space like this where it's like, oh, this is really cool. Like it's something else. It's something different, you know, and sure, it's not physical. So like some people might bash it because it's making them more of a shut in. Right. It might add on mm-hmm. to more of that xenophobia. Right. Where in this in this virtual space where I'm in control, I feel safe, but I'm still nervous in the outside world. Right. Like there's still that like negative connotation behind virtual reality chat. And I totally understand that. But it's it's something, right? At least it's a start. It, and it might, you know, bleed over into their real life situations where now they are more confident. Now they're more comfortable. Now they feel good about like, you know, chatting with people or whatever it may be. So I, I don't know. Like that there those are the benefits that I really see behind virtual meetups or those moments where you are able to, you know gain that confidence that or gain a skill or learn something that you can take over with you into your real life situation like i think that's the more empowering moment but like those who don't take those lessons and just kind of like suck all their time into these virtual reality things and like completely become a shut-in and you know like I think that's where media really focuses on to make it seem like it's a horrible, evil thing when it, it it's not, right? And I think that's yeah. where a lot of people's minds go to right away, where it's like, when you think of someone in a VR chat room, you think of them just like vegged out on the couch, not moving, <laughs> you know, like doing God knows what, right? But mm-hmm. really, like they could just be having a really meaningful conversation at that moment. You just wouldn't know. And maybe it's giving them the the confidence skills and that confidence boost to actually, you know, look someone in the eye in public. That's hard to do nowadays. A lot of people are even afraid of that. But maybe, you know, looking an avatar in the eye when you're talking to them is giving them the ability to do that in person. And that's a really powerful tool to have, you know, like that instantly gives a connection between people that gives confidence in the words that you're saying and it makes people remember you and take you more seriously. So I, I don't know. That's I think there are some amazing skills that you can take from this, but I, I think that it's the the false media and the like the misrepresentation of 
the this art form, I would say, right? Like it's a very different experience that is still misunderstood greatly. Obviously, I still misunderstand it like crazy, but it's I'm very curious to see where it's going, right? Yeah, and I mean, we're only it's only evolving too. You know, it's I think about of all the things people can do to learn in these kind of settings. I mean. I forgot to bring this up earlier, and this is probably something that might actually really fuck with VR chat pretty bad. Um, but they are introducing the easy anti cheat, which uh, it's gonna sound random because you're like, why is this bring? Why 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 are we bringing this up? But to an extent, this thing moderates a lot of mods, right? So people won't be able to use their mods in their worlds. A lot of mods were created to help people access certain things, right? Like people made mods where it would translate um, subtitles. Because uh, you can watch movies and stuff in these servers, right? Like you can have community hangouts watching movies. There'd be mods out there that would, you know, close caption them for you. Or if people were talking, it would close caption to an extent with this anti-cheat it gets a, it gets rid of it why? and well, why a lot of people want to are, do that? they say to get rid of hackers um people mm. exploiting just other kind of mods that could be like detrimental so get rid and, of one just get rid of all of them like blanket over the problem right and it's really dividing a lot of the community i mean you go on steam and it's got overwhelmingly negative reviews for recent like people are mad about it and it's understandable you know like there aren't people out there that are cool with it but a lot of people aren't because you know to an extent you have this program that gives everyone freedom to do what they want and now you're taking away a lot of those freedoms mm -hmm. that's just what's going to happen you know and there's a lot of other alternatives out there to vr chat that probably will get bigger i know one that a few friends I know play or is uh, it's called Chill Out VR, mm -hmm. and I've checked it out. I haven't gotten a chance to get around to it, but it it kind of seems like the same thing to an extent, just not as big. It's more quiet because not many people have jumped into it. But it basically, what I'm saying is that there's a lot more games like VR Chat that are being made that aren't you know Zuckerberg's vision. So, I mean, these kind of safe spaces for people will always ex exist. And the thing with virtual reality, too, and this goes beyond the gaming side of it. I would say, God, this was a long time ago. This was when I was doing English or I, I did speech and debate like more than eight years ago, I think, in school. And I one of the things was virtual reality. And I had to do the positives of it. And there was this one thing I researched about how this one company, which I forgot because, I mean, it's, it's been a very long time, that they wanted to make it where every classroom could be virtual in a sense that you put, you could sit in your bed, put on your headset, and then you're taken to a virtual classroom with a bunch of other students in real time. Mm -hmm. So think VR chat, but classroom. Just to put it blankly like that, because that's the easiest way to describe it. Mm -hmm. And imagine if 
all schools are like that. I mean, granted, going back to what we said earlier, it sucks because the people that don't do well in virtual settings, it'd be shitty for them. But this is what I think. Imagine if you were able to combine both worlds. Say... Yeah, make a hybrid program, right? For the people that have bad social anxiety, have bad... Like, have issues with social interactions have that just don't feel comfortable being in public right because i mean a lot of people don't feel comfortable you know to an extent i don't like my house to add on to this before you dive further in the homeschool community has blown up over the Mm -hmm. last couple years because of covid right this would be an amazing resource for that as well i'm getting emails constantly from homeschool parents that are asking for virtual programs and or mm-hmm. programs that run during the day where their kids can go where they're not, you know, like it's less kids and right. Like it's more of like a controlled environment that way. So like yeah. having a hybrid program where you can teach a lesson and then have homeschool kids included in this because some parents didn't know what they were getting into. Right. And mm-hmm. but they still don't feel comfortable enough to allow their children into schools, not just because of COVID, but the shootings recently, all that kind of crazy stuff that's going on in the world. Like, sure, that might lead to a more sheltered life for the child and blah, blah, blah. It's a whole nother can of worms to open up. Right. But, you know, that there's something to that that could be really powerful. That is a, a good tool to use in conjecture with like a in-person schooling as well. I think so. I mean, like I said, I was homeschooled for years. And if there was a virtual way to hang out with other people, I would have loved it. You know, it. I would have preferred that than going to little meetups because there I would have sat awkwardly and not really talked to anybody. But in a virtual world, you'll see me running around being stupid. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's crazy to think how in the past two decades, so much has changed, at least in my eyes. And going back to the classrooms like imagine if say you were in english class and you didn't want to go to school but you had your vr set now granted you would still be up you would still uphold the rules of the school just you know in the vr set so it's not like you can still yell and crap mm-hmm. um while you're in your class session because think about this it's going on in the real world but you can also have people signed in digitally or virtually to that classroom as well Mm -hmm. um they could ask questions you know say the they they raise their hand it'll just show up on the teacher's monitor like a blinking light Mm -hmm. they'll click it and that then that student's audio channel will open up for a minute or how long it takes ask the question and that way they're included in the settings that normally that they would be too afraid of yeah right like it'd be cool if you can make everything so accessible to people like that and i think we're gonna get to a point where that's a reality Mm -hmm. i mean i look at a lot of people i don't want to say people my age because my age still has the old view but a lot of people younger than me have such a different outlook on this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm all in favor of it. You know, it's, 
it's a cool idea. You know, it'd be interesting if you could do virtual daycares. I mean, it'd be weird to an extent because it's like, how would you get your kid to stay focused in that? I mean, I guess you could you set could put him in Minecraft VR as a daycare. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. That'd be pretty. I dope, mean, actually, it'd be kind of weird. But think about this: like, you join a daycare server and they're locked into that, right? So they can't play other games. Mm-hmm. They're stuck in it. I it's don't want to make this sound like punishment. It's supervised. Yeah, they're supervised. Yeah. And if they, you know, are unexcused idling or, you know, they log off, that'll get marked and it'll get sent to the parent, you know, disobedience. That way they know if the kid wandered off or didn't do their daycare. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like they'd still have to check into this thing and they may not be physically there in the daycare, but they're there virtually, you know, so they'd be in their room. I think that would be a safe. really good resource for parents that work from home, right? Like, yes. especially with nowadays with how many people are working from home, that would be a pretty interesting idea there. And it reminds me of the programs that I'm currently running, right? Like this is the kids get dropped off for an hour to play Minecraft with us, you know? Like what would be the difference from, and we have it where it's virtual or in person, right? So what mm-hmm. would be the difference if the kids just sat in their room real quick, logged into this virtual reality area, perfect, like amazingly like immersed into this other world so the parent can do their thing for like an hour or two, right? Like I, I don't see the difference between that. I, I, I think we I should think that it would this. be better than... Here, here's this iPad, go watch YouTube for two hours because some of the shit that these kids are saying, like, I have to call them out sometimes, you know? I'm like, yo, where, it's like, where did you hear that crap, right? I'm not saying crap to the kid, you know, but like, where did you hear that? And they're like, oh, this YouTuber I watched said it and it was really funny. I'm like, do you know what that means? And they're like, no. I'm like, okay, you are not allowed to repeat that. And I do have to let your mom know that you said that, you know, like, it's it's pretty heinous stuff and like that's daycare now right that's digital daycare is here's yeah. this youtube video go watch this crap for an hour right like go on the screen for a little bit but having a, a like it, which is kind of the thing that i've been battling as well at work where like what's the difference from them just sitting at home and playing games or in them coming in here it's like well it's the social aspect right like they're mm-hmm. not playing alone and they're supervised you know they're in a safe space, you, whether they're digital, like virtual kids or they're in-person kids. Like, you can chat with me. You know that I'm going to be looking out for their best interest, right? Like, it's that same concept. So I think that is really potentially brilliant, actually, right? Like, it it makes sense. And, you know, m- these kids might be better at it than us. Like, I can't do VR. I get horrible motion sickness. And maybe that's mm. another reason why I'm not really like a big fan of it. <laughs> like I get really bad motion sickness in there. And migraines, everything, the whole nine yards, right? Oh, God. Yeah. That sucks. It really sucks. But it's one of those things that I, I do want to get over it because it, I do see something really interesting there. And I after like thinking about this episode, I was like, oh, you know, it would be really interesting to give the kids this, right? So like give mm-hmm. them that opportunity. But I can't do that for them and it was really bugging me that i i knew that i couldn't do that for them so maybe I, there's like i don't know like the 
um what's it called the uh, the like allergic uh, allergen therapy where you slowly eat like one shrimp a day until you're not allergic to shrimp anymore you know like mm-hmm. just get a vr headset and do it 15 minutes a day every day just walk around i think in time it gets better yeah i think that as the technology gets better it it'll be less of a problem like i know that there's just sometimes you can't get away from that motion sickness like for me I love VR. I, I think it's enjoyable. I wish I had it around longer. Like I've only had it for a couple, like three weeks now, but I've, I enjoy it. I just don't like playing it in the heat because it sucks. Mm, it gets very yeah. hot with that thing on your face. Sure. But, um, I don't get motion sickness, but I, well, I do, but only if like I'm, if my character's moving, but I'm not, mm. um, and I'm standing. That, so, would, that would throw me off so bad. I don't do it often because I usually like sitting down because it gets tiring standing up unless it's Beat Saber. But like I was playing Farpoint and like you have that uh, gun uh, that you hold, you know, almost like a AR kind of gun. Mm-hmm. And um, you walk around with a stick and like me standing up and I'm moving, looking around like it's gorgeous. Like it's cool. You really feel like you're on another planet. Like it's awesome. Hmm. But the standing in one spot, but your character moving, after standing in that spot for a couple minutes, if I move my head, I get pretty dizzy mm-hmm. where I try to move. And it, it just, it's a weird feeling of standing there, but you're moving. Yeah. Like that, I can understand why you get motion sickness. But like for me, sitting down, like it doesn't bug me. You know, it's, I think in time, that might be something that they might, rounded off and i think they already have found ways to lessen that sickness factor i think with slowing down the movements of the look Mm. i think that's like an option that they do in a lot of vr games now but um i think vr is really cool and you know i'm really excited to see it you know it's come a long way since the virtual boy (laughs) you (laughs) want to call that virtual reality but (laughs) it's a very good point um, (laughs) no more blinding red lines or red lights in your eyes yeah and it's just i don't know like i'm excited for the future you know even if we don't look at the social hub side of it and we just look at the future of what it can do for many avenues you know like Mm -hmm. the whole daycare thing fuck i would love to do that that'd be cool imagine we make the uh, a website a program yeah create virtual daycares for people or kids would have to check in so the work at home parents their kid wouldn't even have to leave yeah. they could just stay in their room and do that like gold mine baby if yeah, anyone creates really this brilliant. after listening to this give me some money yeah, but um credit us, please that's a good idea <laughs> it's i don't know i I'm all for digital hangouts either being like chat rooms or Twitch chats or anything, you know, like as long as a person feels comfortable being able to be in order, they don't feel bad about themselves. Well, it mm-hmm. It's hard to explain it, but basically what I'm saying is like, as long as it's a safe space, right? Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's a safe space for them, that's all that matters. Yeah. And, you know, if they can't feel that way in person, at least they have it online. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's good. You know, there's literally a Discord server for fucking everything nowadays. And, you know, if you think you haven't found your community yet with your exact interest, 
it's out there. Yeah. I, I found Discord servers for things I didn't think that I'd be interested in, but I am. And it's Discord's a very cool program when you really get into it. And, you know, it's come a long way since when it was IRC, like mm-hmm. back before Discord, there was IRC. But that's old me talking. Um, yeah, I mean, I have gotten now to the point where I love talking to different Discord servers. I just... Uh, Need to start talking in our Discord server more. Yeah. So um same. But I got some ideas, freshen it up. I wanna have some fun with our server. So uh yeah, I'm I'm gonna shut up now. <laughs> well, I think with that, I think that's a good place to end it here. I mean, VR yeah. is such an interesting tool. It's an interesting avenue to go down, and it is really exciting. I will say that. I'm very curious about what it can do, and I, I could see some amazing benefits coming from it. And I, I just think it just needs to be advertised right. I, I think that having the meta badge tag on it now is doing a disservice to what it could potentially be, right? It's, yeah, anything that has that Facebook mark on it is just going to have like a negative connotation behind it which is a shame because this could be a very amazing product and a very amazing experience for so many people out there but anyway i think that's gonna do it for us this week thank you guys so much for listening in and we will talk to you all next week with another batch of games or interesting ideas or anything that revolves around the world and the art of gaming but until then bye for now